Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is production of Roundpeg, and this is Lorraine Ball. Today, joining me is Melanie Gaston. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning. Melanie is our web designer, but today we are going to talk about another interest of Melanie's, which is video. Yeah, I am really passionate about video and viewing different media in that capacity. I mean, I love web design and I love doing what I do, but I also really like looking into new formats and new ways to really help elevate telling someone's story through their brand. And, you know, that was when Melanie sort of expressed that interest, I kind of threw it back at her and said, okay, go go look at video, go look at what other companies are doing in our industry and come back with some suggestions. And what were some of the things that you found? Yeah, so in my brief research, I looked at kind of two different groups of content creators. I looked at the national brands that put out videos of incredibly high quality and that have hundreds of thousands of subscribers to their YouTube channels in particular. And then I also looked at smaller operations that are kind of more similar to what Brompeg has going on. And I was able to look at different cities specifically to see what other marketing agencies were doing that I found to be interesting and that I found to create and like give value to each individual marketing agency. And so I think that's a really good lesson for our listeners is if you're thinking about video or really any change to your marketing, to start by looking at what other people are doing. And not necessarily because everything they do is right, but to really do that on both a national and a local level. And as you were looking at that, what were some of the trends in video that you saw? I was definitely able to find different types of videos that I both liked and then didn't like. I mean, and I also found that consistent sort of schedule was important. You don't want to only create one video every year if you're really going to commit to creating videos. I mean, either kind of do it regularly or maybe you want to invest your time elsewhere. Okay, so good lesson there in terms of, of video that it's part of the, it's part of the process, mm-hmm. but it, it works kind of like when we got on a more regular schedule with our podcast. Sure. We've actually had better reactions. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned earlier that there were some things that you liked and some things that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Why don't you speak to both of those? Sure. I definitely really appreciated when there were both longer and sometimes shorter videos. I feel like that was really interesting to me that they, the content creators would make a video that was longer going really in depth into different steps of their marketing process or their SEO or something like that to kind of create a tutorial of sorts, but then also break out into smaller sections so that people could either link or share those videos that are much more easily consumable that really like got to the point. I found those to be really interesting. If you're trying to 
share your message through video, especially in terms of including it in your, you know, email newsletter or something. And, and, and I think that's a really important point, that idea that sometimes people will be willing to sit down and watch an hour video, but not necessarily off a link on social media or on email newsletters. That's kind of has to be the shorter, more consumable. Sure. But I actually talked to a video company and, and they said that they saw huge results with those very long videos, mm -hmm. more niche audience, but you really got the attention of people who were really interested. Yeah, YouTube definitely, like as a platform, wants people to be watching their videos for longer. So they want to promote those videos that are long, that people are gonna commit to watching, that people are gonna sit down and watch for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so those are the ones that are more often promoted or that end up on more people's news feeds and their YouTube subscription list and all that. So now, things that you didn't like. What, what were the kinds of video things that you saw that you're like, yeah, we aren't going to do that? Um, and really the company that was doing it shouldn't do that. Yeah, one of the themes that I noticed was the trend that people would create a video of them talking in the background and then have these like cheesy clip art animations over top. And it really just gives it like a non-human feel. So those are definitely very strange. And also in my search online, I would look up like Indianapolis marketing or Cincinnati marketing or something like that. And oftentimes I would get these videos that would just put every single small city in the title so that when I searched for Indianapolis marketing, suddenly this video that's titled Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Louisville, marketing, internet, SEO, all this nonsense just all in a row to try and get it on as many people's lists as possible. I thought that that was really annoying. <laughs> so, and, But that also speaks to something that I think is important sure. on YouTube. Definitely. Is that whole, what do you put in the description and mm -hmm. using keywords and appropriate titles yeah. so that you show up on rankings without being slimy? Right. Yeah, it definitely just feels like you're going for a kind of slimy route to inch your way into someone's browser, really. But I do think that there is great value in putting that description, putting links to your social media, links to, you know, what you've done and your area inside of that description to kind of give you more validity, too, instead of just being like, Oh, like maybe I would like to enter the Los Angeles market. So I'm going to put Los Angeles inside of my description or my title. And that's just too much. Well, and I, you know, I think the thing is that YouTube is a Google product and Google is mm -hmm. very smart about that. Sure. And you can only game the system so much. Right. So we talked a lot about kind of the, the more polished YouTube videos, mm -hmm. but you also looked at some more in the moment more Facebooky type videos. Yeah. What things did you notice there that worked or didn't work? I really liked the idea of kind of like a whiteboard video in that the content creators would write down 
like a list of things that they were going to be talking about on a whiteboard and kind of point to that, or it really helps people as viewers learn a little bit more instead of being like, oh, wait, like, what was that one point? Let me go back 30 seconds or however long to view it when a kind of outline is already available on the whiteboard so that, you know, if you're kind of passively watching or whatever, like, you can still stay engaged and know what you're viewing. <clears throat> it's kind of a nice balance between a slideshow and mm -hmm. a talking head. Yeah. And actually, I find from my own personal it's really hard to look at a talking head, a single person, for very long. And mm -hmm. just, you, you start counting their freckles. Right. I feel like there's value in kind of having some notes or something in the background maybe that'll help also catch the interest of a viewer. It has to stay interesting. Yes. And actually, you know, as a result of sort of your research, it kind of motivated us to get a little bit more serious about our video. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how our weekly live videos have come along. And you're making your debut. Very soon. Yeah. yeah. But what have you noticed in terms of our videos as, as we've been doing them? I mean, because you've been watching some of them and now you're going to do one. But mm -hmm. as a viewer or as an observer? I definitely think that it's important to be able to keep things light. Like you don't need to be giving a big, long soliloquy. You know, you just need to be present and be passionate about what you're talking about. But it doesn't need to necessarily have the highest production quality. Like if you're thinking to yourself that maybe you would like to start doing video, but you just don't have the materials that XYZ multi-million YouTube subscriber has, I think that you should definitely just kind of go for it and just figure out what works for you. And it doesn't have to be immaculate. You just need to be able to put yourself out there and try and experiment. And, you know, if something works for you, continue doing it. And if you decide that it doesn't, then don't. But, yeah. I think that's all really, I think those is really good suggestions. I think at the, at the bottom or the root of all of that is this idea that it's quality information. Mm -hmm. And if what you have to say is valuable, people will forgive a yeah. little bit of the production quality. For sure. Awesome. Thank you. That was great. Thank you. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about Melanie's opinions on a wide range of things, be sure to look for her blog posts at roundpeg.biz and look for our live videos, typically on Mondays, but occasionally on Tuesdays on the Roundpeg Facebook page. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.